Alright, hi everybody, this is A7X Fan Ben. This is blog number 25 with Pirates with Ben. It's another video audio blog, and that's the first news I've got actually. I'm going to try to do this more and more often. There's, I've got three main reasons I want to do it a lot. Apparently, um, I found out through a video by Roberto Blake, who's a cool uh, YouTube creator. Um, it was from a few years ago, but apparently the YouTube algorithm favors daily uploads. So I'm going to be trying to do a lot of YouTube comment uh, to grow my channel and whatnot and expand the influence and try to have pirates content reach reach more people. So that's one reason I want to do more video audio blogs than written. And then another reason is that it saves me time. So these are usually between 10 and 15 minutes versus writing writing the post out, especially with the card of the day. That's what really takes up a lot of time usually. Um, Sometimes the blog, written blogs, can take between 30 to 60 minutes to figure out and write out and all that. So this only takes 10 to 15 minutes to record. And then there's a bunch of back-end stuff. I have to convert it to an MP3 file for the audio version. And then I've still got to go through links and whatnot. But it's still faster overall um, to do audio video blogs. And then, um, and then the final reason is that I can do two formats with this format. So with written, it's just written and then but then video audio is like two and one basically. So if I do a written, it's only one out of the three formats, but then if I do a video blog, I can easily just convert it to the audio and then upload that to Shout Engine and Archive.org and then from there it goes to iTunes. So I can spread things around and do two formats out of three by just recording the video. So and that's what I've I think I've already improved that. I'm trying to make the blog more audio friendly and I think I've already done that and I'm going to keep working on that. Obviously picture of the day is going to be kind of kind of sunk cost either way but that's all right. Um, so other news this there's a race scenario that's gaining a little bit of popularity in the game ideas thread. I posted a link to one of them uh, yesterday and then Zarex chimed in talked about how he did do a race scenario recently and he talked about how there was an oval with terrain and then uh, each lap completed, the controller of a ship would gain one gold. And then each ship could be sunk up to uh, up to three times. But then it would return to the first at the starting island, fully repaired. And uh, so I'm going to link to that post in Game Ideas. I just responded. I think it's really interesting. Bootstrap Bill, his race scenario on Pojo, which I'll bring up right now. Uh, that was the first time I heard of a race scenario. But now with... Derek's playing it, he, he has his own rules, and then this Doc Brown old fan site, um, and now there's like three different people who have tried or come up with the race idea, so I'm really interested in trying it, so I might try to do it on Basel, hopefully this month maybe, if I can get somebody to play with, so I'm pretty pretty excited about that, uh, not in this, not like a big game or anything, but just kind of a test out the concept, that's definitely want something I want to try out, and then other news... I'm actually uploading a video right now. You can see it's processing, or not quite, but it's uploading. Um, it's a review of the terrain and islands that I have from Ross and AZ, who's uh, Ross in Arizona. He's a miniature trading member um, who makes custom islands, and I'm going to put a link to his Facebook page in that video. So that's a video I'm excited about uh, to put out, and that's uh, one of the best ways to get custom islands and train if you're not willing to uh, make your own or if you're not able to or whatever. Or if you're like me and you're not really the crafty type, so your stuff isn't going to come out as aesthetic as his, for example. So, so look for that on my channel today, actually.
And then, okay, so the deal of the day is going to be a couple from Pitsan Swede, who is an eBay member from Sweden. And you might think the shipping would be extravagant, but it's not too bad, actually. There's some lots up here that I like quite a lot. 20 common ships, one bid, $2.99 with $5 shipping, uh, and it ends today. Uh, looks like 7, around 7.30 Eastern time. So if you're watching this today, hopefully you'll catch this. But there's other deals, too. So I'm going to link to all the pirate stuff they have on their eBay listings. And some of them are ending a day from now or two days from now. Um, but it looks like the best deals on some of these ship lots are ending. Like 21 common ships, only $3 with seven shipping. But from Sweden, I mean, that shipping isn't, isn't too bad, really, for, for the quantity you're getting and for international shipping, for example. So, so it looks like there's like four ship lots and a couple other ones. So that's the deal of the day, kind of a mixed mixed bag. I didn't really pick one lot over the others because they all look decent. Um, not a lot of rares, but in terms of bang for your buck and getting some quality, um, it would be a good way to get started or um, kind of expand your collection if it's like reasonably small and you don't have some of the more common ships yet. And I do see some ships from like Crimson Coast and South China Seas, some sets that aren't as, uh, as common as, you know, OE and stuff that's super cheap. All right, so... Looks like it's time for card of the day. So I'm going to go 1 through 14 for the set number, including uh, Return to Savage Shores as usual. Set number 6 is Davy Jones' Curse. So I'm going to bring that up on the database page here at Miniature Trading. I'm going to sort by number. I think it goes to 300 for this set. And let's see if I'm right. Yep, so it goes up to the Guichuan number 300. So you can go 1 to 300 on the number gen, random number generator, number 9. So we got a low number here. So it's going to be something cursed. And it's Tesuro. I don't know how you pronounce it. I don't know if the T is silent. If it's just Suro or what it is. But anyway, number 009 from Davy Jones Cursed is Tesuro. And it's a cursed rare sea serpent. So it's a four-segment sea monster. And so it's a rare 16 points, 4 cargo, L move. The cannons are 2L is the head of the serpent. And then the rest of the tentacles or segments are all 3S. So a 2L at the front and then 3Ss for the other three. So sea monster keyword. And give the ship a sea monster a move action, but do not move it. Instead, roll a D6. On a result of 5 or 6, move an enemy ship L in any direction. So... This is kind of an odd, unique serpent. Um, the other ones from Davy Jones' Curse aren't very good. So this one actually kind of stands out as probably the best, in my opinion. The other ones are have worse abilities, in my opinion, and aren't really much faster for the most part. That being said, they also got Mistwalker in this set as a, as a super rare that Curse did. And that one has LL Speed and good cannons, so to speak, for 14 points. So Tesoro, I think, is a bit overpriced as usual. I think it could have been 13 or 14 points. Um, despite the cargo, you're probably not going to get gold because you have to, like, you have to, like, board, you've got to win boarding parties against enemy gold runners, um, which isn't going to work very well, especially with just L speed. So Tesoro, kind of an odd case, and of course you can't put crew aboard, so You've got very limited options with this sea creature. Um, what I would do is use it in larger games. So I would say 80 points or more. Even 60 is not really enough. You're not going to be getting good value for your points. I would say at least 80 points 
So that way it doesn't take up more than 20% of your build total, uh, preferably 100 points or more build total. This one is better in big games, and I have used it a few times in, I don't know, not campaign games. And uh, basically, I leave it at my home island to start the game, and I just, I use that ability constantly. So I just, I just use the ability and try to get fives or sixes. It's part of the mind control strategy, sort of. It's not in that fleet, because it's pretty pricey for what you get. But um, if you roll well, you can uh, move enemy ships around, throw them onto reefs and stuff, which is cool. But that being said, 16 points is a lot to pay for that ability. It's a six-point crew on uh, Tabitha McWarren from Fire and Steel, along with uh, a few other crew. So you're paying a 10-point premium in a way. Uh, so it's better to have it on a ship like the Fiddler's Green, which is five points cheaper and also has reroll built in, for example. So this isn't really the best way to get this L Mover. Um, it's We call it the L Mover ability, Zerix and myself. We've both used it a lot. So I used it, um, used this ability a bunch in Vassal Campaign Game 1 as the Cursed to mess with, uh, to mess with other fleets a bunch and kind of variations of this ability. So generally... Try to use it in 80 or more point games. Um, probably leave it at your home island to start, uh, and then keep it submerged, and then try to go on attack. But you might need either a navigator or one of the L boosters, like the Serpent's Fang, for example, um, or the Hag of Tortuga, the cursed version, to boost the speed. So Tsuro, um, oh yeah, game piece rating, um, can't go too high here. I'm going to say 3.5 or 4 out of 10. Um, it's really not that great. Honestly, the ability is the main draw here. Everything else is either mediocre or below average. I don't think it's worth more than, you know, maybe 13 points maximum. Um, the speed really holds it back and makes you want to keep it in place, but the ability is not really going to happen that often. So so I can't really give a, a great rating here. Probably 3.5 out of 10, realistically, considering everything else in the game. So Sura not super highly recommended. But like I said, it's probably the best of the four sea serpents that were rare um, from Davy Jones' curse. But if you can if you can get lucky or splurge on the Mistwalker, that one's super rare, but that one's way better. So so Tsuro not too great, but kind of a fun novelty ability if you like that niche of uh, controlling your opponent's ships and whatnot. So picture of the day, I've got three or four anniversary, looks like four picks. These were all taken on June 5th, 2015. The first one, you can see the uh, American Home Island with the Concordia and the USS Thomas Jefferson dock there, are two of my favorite American Five Masters. They've got a lot of great Five Master friendships. This is just a really clear picture that I like quite a lot. Um, it's a really nice one in general. Next one is the Revolution. This was actually another gift from uh, Trox. You remember from my Serpent's Fang re video review. Hopefully you watched that. Um, he was nice enough to give me the Nordic Raiders pack, partly because of my battle reporting. So that's a nice little, nice little thing in terms of writing a lot of battle reports consistently over the years. Um, and then this was another one. I got the Revolution, which is a special edition from Mysterious Islands. Those special edition box ships are tough to find compared to some of the other ones. I still need the Tasmanian Devil. That one's a pretty decent one, in my opinion. But I got the Revolution from Trox as well. And uh, I think it was like that day or the day after I launched it. Um, the Americans launched it from a trading port in Economy Edition, which you can see her there. So pretty sweet. And then here's another picture. 
uh, using the flash. This is this actually showcases the serpent's fang, which, like I said, I, I'll link to the miniature video review that I just uploaded. Um, I think yesterday or the day before, and you can see sea sea creatures primed and ready to enter the lagoon um, after they submerge in economy edition, and then. I think I had one of the L boosters on the crocodile at the bottom of this picture, so I had two L boosters, um, like I like to use in that strategy. And then I have a, you can see the glitter on Brachiora, because that's the super rare version of Brachiora, the giant crab that the cursed have. Um, so with the flash, you can kind of see the sparkly nature of it, which is neat, I guess, uh, for what it's worth. <laughs> and then probably my favorite picture of the day for today, though, is this really big vertical picture of pretty much the entire economy edition ocean. It's hard to even get it all in the frame here. So you can see almost all the stuff that's going on. You can see how big the game is. Um, even this was only about a week into the game's life. So you can see how much ex it expanded in just a week from starting. Um, you can see the Americans and the English off in the distance. This is just a really cool view. You can see, um, you can see the forts that the Franco-Spanish built. You can see the curse in the American operations in the south and the north. You can see the lagoon is about to erupt in battle. And you can see the Franco-Spanish operation near their home island where they have a lot of ships and whatnot. And the pirates just saving up gold. So pretty cool picture of the day. Like I said, taken three years ago in Economy Edition, June 5th, 2015. And uh, I'll put a link to that battle report as usual. So that pretty much does it for today. Like I said, I want to do more video audio blogs going forward because it saves me time, allows me to do two formats out of three instead of just written, and uh, and apparently the YouTube algorithm is probably, as far as I know, it's favoring daily uploads still. So I'm going to try to do a lot of YouTube content. So without further ado, I'll see you quite soon. So look for my uh, review of Ross's Islands and Terrain, and thanks for watching.